Hey, you're listening to Artists and Alley, the podcast that gives you an all-access pass to your new favorite artists and so much more. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow on social media at Artists and Alley. Here's your host, Allie Crump. New Jersey pop rock band Highwind is giving up so much sweetness with their latest track, Sugar. Their honest lyrics and catchy hooks grab you from each track and make you want more. Please welcome Highwind. Hello, hello, hello. Howdy. Thanks for having us. <laughs> you know, I, I had more excitement with the other one, but that's okay. okay. We're just going to keep moving. Before I... All good. We're here with Chris uh, and Din. Darn, it's pronounced. It's pronounced darn. Chris and Dan. Darn. Yeah. Yo, I have a great story about that. Someone at a, at a Starbucks called me Christ once, and my name is clearly Chris, like C H R S. And I know people, you know, some people spell their name and it looks like Christ. I don't know where they got Christ from my name, but I digress. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, though we're already off to a good start, we're good kicking. What was the first thing you guys listened to today? The first thing I listened to today? Yeah. Yeah, hold on. That's a great uh, question. I'll tell you right now. I watched a lot of YouTube videos today, if I'm being honest with you. But I'll tell uh, you right U- now. UK. Like. I think they're from the UK post-hardcore band Static Dress was what I listened to today. The first thing. Okay, okay. I listened to... The Headspace EP by Shallow Pools, and right after that was the new single from Pennyboard, Conversations. Solid. Those These are, are the, solid those ones. Are the first two things I listened to today, <laughs> because my friends have put out some amazing music over the last year, and that's what I've been listening to recently. We love the support. We homie love to the homie support. Connection, sure. <laughs> that's what matters. That's, that's the way it's got to be. Yeah, and honestly, I didn't. I didn't mean to do like a segue like this, but. Um, I want to talk about the music scene. You guys are from Jersey or in Jersey. I don't know where you guys were born. That's none of my business. Um, but I was born in Jersey. I've lived here my Jersey whole life. Jersey girl. You can Let's ask go. questions. <laughs> you just bleed oh, bagels yeah. and cream cheese. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and good pizza. Don't forget the good pizza. Right. Right. So what was the music music scene you guys kind of grew up around? I know that um, pop punk and alt rock is kind of a big thing there um, alongside Bruce Springsteen. But where like specifically where you guys are from, where what did that look like? So so we 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 came from two very different scenes of music before we started playing in Highwind together. So the scene of music I'm very much used to is a lot of pop punk and pop rock. Back when I was like 17, 18, starting to play playing bands, that's primarily what I played around. Um, It was a whole lot of, you know, Jersey Shore, pop punk, pop rock, everyone doing like the big easy core thing or trying to be, you know, the next pop rock star, like the next five seconds of summer. That's primarily a lot of what I was surrounded by. Um, I filled in on guitar for a hardcore band for a little while. So I was surrounded by a lot of the hardcore bands and the metalcore bands that were around here. But primarily, for me anyways, it's been a lot of like pop rock, pop punk, and a little bit of like post-hardcore thrown in there. Yeah, so I I started playing metalcore. Um, I was in a band called The Greatest Virtue. Uh, We played. We played a lot. Like from, from your mom's basement all the way to like you know thousand plus people shows and uh you know like as as time goes on and things happen like that the ship kind of sank and like the uh driving forces of that kind of split but yeah ocean county metalcore uh and then i was playing with this really like experimental band for a while um we didn't really like get anything recorded um so it like never went anywhere um those dudes were older way older than me and i'm i mean i'm 28 so they were like mid 30s if not older and uh yeah so then uh over quarantine i started another metalcore band called coffin culture but uh like it's strictly for fun like we're all in other bands like my brother rick plays bass in it and he's in um a deathcore band called knights of malice they're probably gonna be mad if they see this and heard that i called them deathcore um and then um our singer alex lord he was in homeseeker um actually met him through Chris by playing with Highwind mm-hmm. and uh, he lives in Florida now and then my mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Alex yeah, Afoto's yeah. first and then, tour. Um, yep. Our really good friend Joe Rays, who still plays with Highwind uh, on the on the shows and stuff. He doesn't do any of the records or anything, um, but he's he's also in and he's in a really great band called With Sales Ahead. Yeah, I'm a I'm a metalcore darling. Not really. Uh, never played in a pop punk band. Never. Chris and I met by filling in for a metalcore band. Um, I think we were being soft recruited for it, but it just didn't work out. Like we weren't we weren't into the uh, into the tunes um, uh-huh. or or all that. And yeah. Here we are. And now, realistically, the Jersey scene just feels like a giant mishmash of whatever people want to create at this point. Like, the pandemic did a lot of harm. And honestly, a lot of good for, you know, creatives in the area because people just started making whatever made them happy. So instead of it being like, you know, this kind of genre in this part of Jersey, this kind of genre in this part of Jersey, like, everyone's just kind of doing whatever they want now. Which is why, you know, we're a pop band that's played with, you know, emo artists and pop artists and whatever has floated our boat at this point. And it's really cool to see it go from like these little closed off sectors to whatever. Cool. Reverse interview. Ali, where are you from? What's your music scene like? (laughs) I love a reverse interview. Um, I grew up outside of Washington, DC. Um, I still live here. Um, I went to school in Florida. So my college experience was surrounded by the Tampa Orlando scene. Um, So that's where I really like grew into a music scene because it was very all pop. Um, But when I was living here and growing up, like I would go to like shows in like Baltimore normally because that's where most of the people played. There there wasn't a ton of people coming to D.C. that played pop punk at the time, Um, which was really interesting because like. DC and Baltimore are like known for like more hardcore I'm pretty sure and then hip hop um but I just didn't like understand how music scenes worked until I like went away to college and was like able to like go to local shows well, and l- stuff lucky like for that. you we're coming down to the DC yeah. Delaware area at the end of May middle of May so we'll shoot you shoot you a text for so that one in fact see us there Chris Heck what yeah, venue what, what venue the pocket the pocket in DC oh okay yeah 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 well, yeah, I'll we'll be absolutely there. be there. And yeah. And it'll be a good time. We'll have a party. Life will be rad. We'll play some pop tunes and life will be good. Heck yeah. Let's just end the interview right. there. Right. Yeah. We'll cool. see you guys soon. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, I get it. You're bored of us. It's okay. Fine. Scoot now. You guys can't... Um, no, I think it is really interesting. I was going <laughs> to say, I'll just sit, I would actually probably just sit here and like talk to myself and entertain myself for the duration of the experience. <laughs> Um, anyway, no, you, yeah. All right, so what were you going to say? <laughs> um, but I, I think it's really interesting to look at music scenes because um, I've talked to now a couple bands from Jersey, and I never realized that there was, like, a larger pop-punk scene. I mean, it was obvious if I l- paid more attention because, like, Bamboozle. Um, mm-hmm. But, like... And talking to people from like Michigan and like places I have never been, never even like thought about having a music scene. Um, so it's really interesting. I'm really glad um, that you guys are talking about two very different scenes. Well, I mean, various relative word, but two different scenes and the fact that they mesh so well together. So did you like you guys played or met through playing piece like you said filling in for <laughs> another yeah. band what was the romantic tale what did that look like did you guys bring each other flowers what, what, what does that look like <laughs> yeah no i literally went up to his doorstep brought him a bouquet of roses i'm like hey i think you're pretty i think you're great at playing the drums want to go record some tunes for me and that's literally how no i'm kidding um so realistically what happened was after we were both recruited to fill in for this band we just kept contact at some point i was recording some new songs for highwind i was recording will you please and sleepless in la which are out now and at that point i just kept asking him to play some tunes said hey i have these that need to be recorded can you play drums on them and at some point, he just started getting involved in the photos and the media of everything. And he just kind of melded into Highwind. We became closer as friends as time went on. And here we are now, right, in our pop duo. Yeah, era. so we yeah we played in that band. Um, and we, we did one show, and it was cool. And I had gone to one of his shows after I booked a show on a, I'm thinking a Saturday in June or a Sunday in June or something. You went to our show with Shallow yeah. Pools. I always forget you were at that show. You were at our yeah, show with so Shallow I went Pools to back at Asbury Park Brewery. And right. uh, I watched God, I watched them play and I was like this is cool. This is kind of weird. Like, because uh, it was um, 
it was like Chris's first like expression of like being a solo artist. So it had like a little emo, it had a little post hardcore, had a lot of rock, had a lot of pop rock. Yeah. It was so very different I was like, from what it is now. This is kinda cool. It was and, very um, different. That's kind of real really where we like connected connected was was there and uh i was like yeah man you know you need a drummer like call me and in 20 fall 20 fall 2019 he asked me to play a couple shows uh you know we did mass albany and connecticut i think and uh yeah yeah yeah, we did the the philly home safe black friday oh that show was great so we played voltage lounge in philly and the baby was playing next door so we always tell everybody that we played with the (laughs) baby and uh, dude it was hilarious we saw his and it was great. roll by it, it was shenanigans galore but yeah so then after i played those shows um chris underwent a change in the in the project um parted ways with a another member of the group so he went from being solo to duo to solo called me to do some pandemic tracks pandemic live session uh and then in 21 in January 21, we recorded Fine For You. And then, like, two months later, he's like, hey, I got I got some stuff. I need more drums. I said, yeah, I, I have those. I can hit those. So we recorded the album. And uh, I'll never forget, like, listening to just the – we went. I went back on the last day because I only had to track the first day, and I was kind of in and out after that. But we went back on the last day to just listen through, like, the raws, just the rough cuts straight up front. And I was like, we made this? I – I helped make this. This is weird. I don't, I have weird feelings uh-huh. right now. And then Chris invited me to the photo shoot. And then, um, then, then was your tender embrace and your flowers and your, you know, your romantic, uh, you know, waves on the jetty type moment. And uh, it really wasn't that romantic. It was like, <laughs> dude, I, I love Applebee's. Yeah. It's, it, it I think the conversation was, though. I love Applebee's. Like yeah, man, me too. There. I like your band. Cool, dude. We should, you should join. All right. Yeah. And, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember we were, we were literally sitting on the steps of my front house. I'm like, you know what? You're, you're doing all this. You're here for the photos. Do you want to just join the band? It's like, yeah, let me think about it. Uh, my people will call <laughs> yeah. your people. And uh, that's and basically here we are. how the your romantic tale. <laughs> Wow. I was, it was pretty romantic if you ask all, me. All in, all you in know? between that, like I was, <laughs> I was playing for other bands, like, um, like a hard, I was playing for like a legit, yeah. like, you know, two-steppy mosh hardcore band. Um, I was like trying to join like this really crazy mathcore band and I was like, I'm going to play heavy music, like Chris's stuff is cool or whatever. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, wow, I would do anything to play drums right now. And then Chris was like, Chris was like, yeah, I have and these that's tracks, what I came drum, in. The, the drum parts suck. Like, he didn't say that, but uh, I actually, I said that for, for one no, of them. No, I was like, wow, this drum part's here, terrible. Like... And he's like, yeah, I know. Help me. Oh, my God. No, we, so here's the thing. We can be real here. Like, I, I play a lot of different instruments. I play guitar. I play bass. I can do piano. Obviously, I sing. Like, but drums are not drums are not my strong suit. I've never been able to get proper lessons. I've never really had a proper kit to practice on. So drums are the one thing I've never been able to do for Highwind. I record everything else other than drums, and that's why he's here, because he's phenomenal at that. So not only is phenomenal, he great, it just makes I sense to have a around, you know? Yeah. Thank you, though. Thank you. <laughs> I say phenomenal, so you can shut up and take Someday. a compliment. <laughs> Wow, I love this. I love I love this duo. It's great. I, this is Thank this you. is fun. I'm having a we'll good be here time. All week. <laughs> I'll be here all week. He's already got the mic for the stand-up I'm already, comedy. I'm already holding it. Like a comedy <laughs> chat, <so. laughs> um, so you kind of touched on this a little bit, um, and I think it's you know worthwhile talking about and how pandemic the pandemic had affected um, the project. Um, obviously, the shows were very much impacted at some point no matter how many you had or you know the recording process how did that all look like and um especially like how did you handle that and like what was the hardest part about that um i the hardest part was trying to figure out what to do next because after you know we canceled our shows we canceled whatever run we were trying to book i really didn't have any studio plans before i called dan 
because the person I was working with at the time wasn't necessarily making things easy to book studio time or making it easy to want to record. So after that whole separation happened, it was more so a panic state of, hey, I need to record music. I need to get some songs going. So I set up the, the sessions for Crashing Burning. I set up the sessions for Will You Please Stay in Sleepless in Los Angeles. I set up the sessions for Reds and Blues Never Sitting Pretty. And it was just kind of... Pan a panic state isn't a good word for it. It's more, I guess, a state of urgency, knowing that I wanted to get music out. As an artist, you need to get music out. Like all the things, like these things, I knew I needed to do. I needed to figure out what kind of content that needed to go out on the internet, since shows, you know, are canceled indefinitely. It was really a process of learning how to be a band again in not a different world, but a changed one. Yeah. And I definitely think that all those shows are coming back tours are coming back you know more and more as the days go on the pandemic really changed my outlook of how to be an artist how to put out content that people will enjoy and just how to stay active even when you're not able to tour because you know not everyone can see a show maybe because they're sick or they're cautious or maybe they're disabled and can't get to a show like i've kind of learned that if you're going to be an artist you should do your best to make something for everyone so that everyone in your audience can enjoy your music or the kind of content you create or the kind of message that you want to bring to them so if the pandemic did anything for me it rewired my brain and taught me how to be a better artist in the sense that i can deliver something to almost everyone yeah so um and then more like like literally like boots on the ground like recording process we um we recorded everything with Connor Hansen and Tom's River, um, which is maybe like 30 minutes from me. It's near, it's the town near where the show Jersey Shore was filmed for all your viewers out there. Um, and it's about, it's about 40-ish minutes from Chris, uh, you know, if there's traffic. But um, Connor was really cool. Like we, he made sure um, that we were all like, everybody was on the same page with like the procedures of being in the studio it's like no excess hands on deck like if it's you two recording the songs you're the only two that's allowed to be there um he usually vetted the camera person that we were bringing or like they were only allowed to be there for a short period of time while wearing a mask um at least i remember that was the deal with marissa because that was kind of like um when that was when we did that was august of 2020 when we did Will you please and sleepless in LA? Um, and then we actually had a session booked for January 2021, uh, and I had like a close contact thing, so I needed to kind of hang back. And yeah, um, I hadn't seen Chris in weeks, and I hadn't seen Connor in weeks, so they actually went ahead with the session and tracked another song. And then once I was cleared, like. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and then once, once the I was cleared to play, like I went in, I tracked my song, I got out. Um, I w- it would that be really a really interesting question for Connor? Like, I wonder how it streamlined his process in terms of in terms of that. But from from our experience, it was extremely efficient and extremely fast. Uh, but also without losing any of like the thoroughness that like the producer brings to the table. Um, so yeah. Um, do you guys think that um, having, I don't know, I guess more time to kind of boil over things, writing, you know, the tracks, do you think that it made, it changed the way that you write, record music, or do you think it's kind of the same? No, absolutely it did. I don't think that the album we would have, that we created would have happened if, you know, the world didn't fall apart the way it did. Because I put my money aside to get a whole demo set up, set up you know, in my room so I could thoroughly, you know, write out each part for the song. So I could take my time, sue over everything, and listen to the track over and over so I could write lyrics that I felt fit the song and the demo I was working on at the time. I was able to send everything over to Dan, and he was able to perfect the drums and make, you know, what you hear happen. I really don't think tracks like Sugar would have happened if, you know, or, yeah, like, if the realistic, if the world didn't fall apart, and that's so, that, sound, <laughs> that feels so dramatic to say, but if the world didn't fall apart, you wouldn't have something right in between as an album. But I really am very thankful for the fact that we 
had the opportunity to sit and sue over these tracks and really craft them and make them what we wanted um, them to be. I actually listened to the demos the other day, and if you look like at the structure of the songs, they really didn't change that much, but that was because we were able to be so thorough from the jump. So, like, with my first, um, my first, uh, you know, Stimmy, I bought an engine, uh, an interface and some mics so that I could cut some demos at home. And then when Chris would send me a track, he'd send me a version with drums and without drums. So I would learn the one with drums, make all the necessary changes, track drums on the blank one and send it back. And then that was the one once we determined, and I don't think I cut any demos more than twice before we sent them over to Connor. And it's like, hey, here's the here's the songs, here's the scratch drums, and then here's the here's the vibe playlist. And we went in and I mean I, I can I can count on one hand the amount of drum changes that were made. Um, because like I said, we were so thorough from the very beginning. I yeah. think the other thing too that's very interesting to think about me and Dan definitely broadened our horizons as far as what we were inspired by, what kind of tricks we wanted to throw into the songs, what kind of instruments and sounds and textures we wanted. Like, like he was saying earlier, High Wind sounded very different before we tracked the album. Like a song like Sugar would have never existed four years ago when I first started High Wind. So we really stepped outside of our comfort zone, broadened our horizons and said, hey, we're making a pop album because that's what feels natural to us right now. And that's where you get songs like Sugar. That's where you get songs like Fine For You or All Zen or Hung Up that are really inspired by a lot of these popular artists that are in our playlists or on in, you know, that we're listening to on repeat or the CDs that we're buying nowadays. If, you know, like it's very different, but in yeah, I mean, we, we could rattle off every every single, you know, this part sounds like this, and this part sounds like this, and this was Dan's idea, and this was Chris's idea, but you should, <laughs> you know, when they're, just listen to it. Just, just listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you mentioned Fine For You, and also Sugar, just being released. Um, and the sound, uh, I think, well, g- genres in general, genres like an archaic term at this point, because so many genres just blend and everything. Yeah. Um, so what would three non-genre words would you use to describe High Wind? I'm going to let you I actually had a, I'm curious <laughs> what you actually, I actually had Balls a joke in your court. The, it was going to be lit fam banger. Because... Um, Cause that's just what it is. No, I mean, dude, Highland, Highland is. Uh, I don't. I'm gonna use terms. I'm not gonna use words to describe it. But uh, um, am I allowed to curse? <laughs> All right. It's uh, it's ass throwing yes. music. Uh, it is also uh, okay. There are sad jams on there. Um, but it is also the best storytelling those are the those are the words or phrases i would use to describe the album let's run those back <laughs> throwing sugar is an, is an ass throwing banger for sure <laughs> the second uh, one sad songs sad boy tunes sad yeah sad boy tunes and then storytelling yeah storytelling each, right each okay top that chris <laughs> each song kind of <laughs> my my three words no, I, I just have three words. Okay. Honest, energetic, and real. That's it. Because that was my mindset going into, I wanted to write honest songs that portray the energy of who I am as a human being. And at the end of the day, I never write something that isn't real to me. You know, like every song I've written has been about something that's, you know, something I've felt, something I've been through, or something that's inspired me, you know? So Yeah, and like, so words, Chris and I also and come from real. different aspects of the songwriting process. So um, I have no personal, like, attachment to the lyrics uh, in the sense that, in the sense that I didn't, I didn't write them. <laughs> like, I know them. That's they're, what I'm And I think for. they're good right. lyrics. Um, at times phenomenal lyrics um which is better than a lot of bands out there could dream dream for um but props to all of them for trying um because they will they know they will get there one day um that's that's not a dig but um like i i connect more with like the vibe of a song um which is why as hilarious as my comments are like I, i mean them you know i really do yeah, ass throwing only. Twenty twenty two is the year we throw an ass. <laughs> I 
Can you guys put that on shirt, please? <laughs> I'm actually gonna get it, get it tattooed on the inside of my lip. Put on your your chin. Oh no. You know? Okay, so the chin <laughs> tattoo is is sick. Um, like it's gonna be my whole jaw. Um, you ever you ever listen to the okay. band Let Live? Okay, cool. Yeah. So they're a genre buster. Their their uh, genre is soul punk. Um, but he has one. There's one song on Black is Beautiful. I can't remember the name of it. But he's like, he says like, they say they want it, they can't have it. Suckers can't hack this. So I want suckers can't hack this. And then I'm just gonna grow my beard over it. <laughs> yeah, because the suckers incredible. Can't hack, they can't hack my beard. So no one can see, see it. That's it. The end. Goodbye. <laughs> incredible. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Sugar. Um, I was given a quote um, about the track, but I'd rather hear kind of the elevator pitch of the song. Um, I think it's amazing. I would agree. Ask song music. <laughs> um, I'll be throwing it on, on all Thank of my you. summer playlists. I think that I like itch for summer songs right about this time. I was going to um, say that. <laughs> Because I... <laughs> throwing your ass on all of your summer playlists or throwing the song on all of your summer playlists? Both. Uh, both. On God, sister. Both. Let's go. Absolutely both. Poggers. <laughs> um, but tell us a little bit of the track. What was the inspiration behind it? Um, and yeah. Um, so Sugar's a really funny... Okay, my songwriting process when it comes to lyrics and parts is very weird. I'll be inspired by like the tiniest little things and then an entire song will explode in my head, right? Um, someone sent me a memo a long time ago for a song they were writing also called Sugar. It's a very different song, very different, very different everything. The only thing that really struck me was the title of this voice memo I was sent eons ago. So I saw it and then I started singing, Sugar, Sugar, uh, you treat me like Sugar. Sugar, uh. Like I start singing that part of the chorus in my head and I'm like, wow, I can't get this out of my head. I need to write that. So it ended up going from this little post-chorus melody to writing an entire song about, you know, trying to get out of it, uh, uh, trying to get out of a toxic relationship and comparing that to the other person's candy craving. Like they only really want you when they're craving you, when they need you for something, when they want you for something. And it's just, you know, candy is this entire metaphor of trying to get out of something because you know you deserve better. And then I was listening to a lot of K-Flay at the time and a lot of the band Camino at the time. So a lot of those inspirations are thrown all over the track. Um, a lot of Kaylee Spivey, a lot of Small Talks. It was a very new song for me that all started from looking at this little voice memo. You said the band Camino and I immediately was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That was immediately. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. The Try Hard EP, the band Camino self-titled, I on repeat all the time. I'm going to be the honest. The self-titled wasn't out yet. I didn't mm-hmm. think that the self-titled album would be as good as it was. I, I thought You're they were going to, I thought it was going to blow. I'm going to be real honest. Um, yeah. Same. Absolutely. <laughs> But, you know, the self-title was phenomenal. It was really it was good, yeah. It's a phenomenal album. <laughs> and that's still inspiring a lot of my songwriting and my ideas to this day. Heck yeah. Like, the band Camino kind of came in a really good time to where I was looking for some kind of new sound, some kind of new inspiration. And after listening to the Try Hard EP on repeat, I just, I got a lot of ideas from that. I wanted to throw a lot more colorful guitar tones in there. Synth textures are a really big thing I like to incorporate now. And obviously we got a lot of help from that from Connor because he knows how to work his way around a synth. Um, I was just really heavily inspired by a lot of the alternative pop, pop rock kind of music I was listening to at the time. And between whatever I was feeling when I saw that little, the little title of voice memo and a lot of those indie pop artists I was listening to, it just created this almost Katy Perry-esque pop song that yeah, I've that's, never written that's up the until perfect, that moment. Uh, that's like the perfect songwriting description. I think that was the first or second demo. I can't remember. I, I think maybe All's End was first, but that I think that was the second demo. And my venture into this genre of music is kind of serpentine because like my fiance, she really likes pop music and she's kind of passively like hooked my ear on some things um but over the pandemic i fell in love with carly ray jepsen um incredible hot take hot take incoming i think dedicated is better than emotion um it's a better listening experience front to back emotion has all the bangers on it but if i want to listen to the whole album yeah 
and then uh, Ban Ban Camino, uh, incredible. So I said to Chris, I was like, "What do you want?" And he's just like, "Big real drums." And I said, "Easy, I got it. Got it. I got him." <laughs> and then yeah, we just it. Yeah, that was the one. I think Sugar was the one that like just came together like. And we knew immediately, like, oh, that's the one, that's the single, yeah, that's the track, that's the, that's the guy. <laughs> and not only did you guys release the single, you also are releasing a music video, um, which is also so fun. Um, was that recorded in an actual candy store? Mm-hmm. Was that set up just for this? What was, what, is, what did that look like? No, that that was that was an, that was actually a sugar pop candy bar in Long Branch. They let us go in around seven o'clock, shoot for about three hours. They let us do our thing. The only real restriction was did you don't not, set anything did you? on fire. That was the only oh, okay, real restriction. Good, okay. And and don't no, of course of course not. Like no 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 no. I don't think they would have let us finish the video at that point. The only other real restriction oh, okay. was don't throw the cum- gummy candy on the ground because it <laughs> sticks to the floor. So, but no, that that was that was a real candy store in, in a real city in New Jersey, and they just yeah. I mean, fun. you know, Pyro's always kind of on the mind, but the you know, it just wasn't appropriate. So we just that, left it at home. Yeah, just not because they said no, just because it wasn't it wasn't it. Just wasn't feeling it that day. Um, And uh, I kind of want to talk about, you kind of mentioned uh, inspirations for the song track, um, but in general, when it comes to music, um, who are both of your inspirations? I'm wearing mine. As it is, is my favorite band of all time. I got them tattooed in my arm. They're always one of my big inspirations when it comes to trying to dive a little deeper with my lyrics, um, trying to think about my songs a little more. Um... Like I was saying earlier, K-Flay has been a huge inspiration of mine. Kaylee Spivey and their old band Small Talks is a huge inspiration mm-hmm. of mine. Um, there's a band called Floor that I really like. They put out an album called Come Out, Put that Hiding, on the note. I didn't know about that. And that's always on my inspirations playlist. Um, and then Five Seconds of Summer. Five Seconds of Summer are a big one that I'm really into. <laughs> Shouts out. And Paramore. I have to give credit to Paramore. I've been listening to them forever. They're, there's always little tidbits of you know, Paramore self. Yeah, Paramore. Animals, small band, right? From, Tiny band. Little bits of inspiration. From, 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 t- never heard of them. Yeah. Never what, heard of them. Uh, one track? Yeah, Tiny Band. Yeah. No, they're going to get no, huge. No, no, no one, they're a small indie band right now, but they're uh, going to get there. A, that's an they're going to get discovered on TikTok or about something. About like biggest inspiration and all that stuff. Um, lar- largely because I... Um, I studied classical music in college, so like, yeah, I I know no bounds of inspiration, but as far as, there's like levels to this question. So like for like metal music, I love Every Time I Die, like greatest hardcore band of all time, rest in peace to the real ones. Hopefully one day they can work it out. Um, I've seen them seven 17 times um, holy shit yeah 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 uh, one of one of my favorite shows was a no barricade show in baltimore i broke my glasses and my phone was it at autobar yes question mark or soundstage maybe oh soundstage sounds like it too okay yeah yeah it was uh it was a it was a zoo and then um as as far as pop music goes like mainstream pop um 1989 by Taylor Swift might be one of the greatest albums of all time. Um, Ooh, yeah. You name yeah. you name me a record that ten years after it came out still sold five million copies. Like that is just it's just a legend. Like, oh, dude. And t- wait till it's Taylor's version. I'll do double that. Mm, Taylor's version. I almost. That's like the one I almost don't want her to touch. Let's like I'm go, just dude. A, I'm a little scared. And I know that like when you listen to her Taylor's versions, like they're not that different. Like I've side by sided a couple of them and it's like the changes yeah. are negligible to the average listener. Um, but I'm worried about the big changes that might happen. But hey, you know what? That's her that's her stuff. She that's her right, like that should be her music. Um Yeah. Yeah. And then um I don't know, like, I love, like, the local bands that we get to play with, um, and the local bands that we get to work with, like, um, they might not always be local to us, you know, uh, Flight Club from Virginia, or Shallow Pools from Massachusetts, um, let us sleep on their floor one time, it was sick, um, (laughs) but yeah, like, I, I, I take a lot of, like, loving respect from those bands because i see what they're doing and it's just like oh 
well now I'm taking that <laughs> and like and most of the time like those bands are like yes please yes eat eat my son um we want everybody eats. yeah we just we want everybody to rock out here so um yeah yeah shouts out to the locals we're the locals yeah we love we love good local band there's one here um that i'm gonna forget their name and it's cal cal rip uh rifkin um check them out power pop very good cal rifkin that's a whole what's it called yeah they have they have i think they have like three songs on spotify right now they got five five john's five john's that's awesome yeah it looks like That's I'm awesome. I'm gonna be th- oh, yeah. I'm gonna be throwing ass to break my heart later. Oh, you will. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, a hundred percent. Let's see if they're available um, for that dude. gig coming up. <laughs> I just can't get it. That's so clever, Cal Rifkin. Good for that. I know, especially around here. It's just that like, deserves to be wow. Love the the punny band um, names are the best. Yeah. I I know. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Um, so. I'm I'm really, really glad you guys talk about local bands because I think that the local communities like right now are more important than ever, um, especially with like venues and everything like that shutting down and being able to like hold Absolutely. that community is just like very special, especially um, in communities that really like can't support these venues because of I don't know it's like DC like fucking runs expensive, um, <laughs> but um, kind of thinking about. Um, as a whole, what was the biggest challenge in the last, uh, I, I'm going to say year, but by year, I mean, um, probably like 2020, 2021. The biggest challenge. Um, I think like I was saying earlier, just kind of re rewiring my brain to learn how to be a band again, to try to get something to everyone. I mean, granted booking shows again, when that started, was really yeah. hard. Cause I didn't know where to start. A lot of the venues that we worked with prior to COVID here in Jersey aren't much of a thing anymore. So trying to figure out where to book in our home state was hard. Um, trying to figure out where to book out of state was even harder because the ven- a lot of the venues I was looking at trying to play out of state either weren't a thing anymore or were slowly getting back on their feet and everyone was trying to play at those venues. So booking tour was a bit of a challenge at first, but I think I'm starting to get the hang of it again. Yeah, I, re- I really think that rewiring my brain to yeah. be a band for the people is the answer I'm going to stand on because it's 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 so interesting trying to figure out what kind of content to create for like social media or, you know, live streams and things like that. It's very interesting to try to see what you can do to keep what you're putting out different and refreshing while still <laughs> being like, hey, we're a band. We make music. That's the thing we do because being in a band and being an artist feels like so much yeah. more than just making music and being an artist nowadays. Like you have to do seven different jobs to be, just be a musician and an artist, you know? So rewiring my brain yeah, I was gonna, to do all of that has definitely been the biggest No, show. follow up. I was just going to follow up with, um, you mentioned the social media space. Um, having to navigate that you know, as a band and having to, like, you're not doing TikTok dances or you don't want to or you do want to do TikTok dances or you do want to throw ass on TikTok. Um, And it's like... Um, I've, I saw a Chelsea Cut- I think Chelsea Cutler posted about having to play the, the content line of like you're no longer just a musician anymore like you have to know how to do content and how to mm-hmm. you know find a niche of people to market to that and like I've seen so many bands that have done it really well really well and then some just like like it, they just can't crack the TikTok code or even like social media code so it's just it's really interesting that you like mentioned that this is perfect because this is what my answer was going to go to so amazing um, yeah dude let's I'm joining the band uh, Excellent. I was going to say, let's draw attention to the seamless let's transition. Um, yeah. So um, in terms of like challenges in 2021 in working with Chris, I have zero to highlight because uh, working with Chris is seamless. Um, if there's an issue, we we hop on the phone, we sort it out. Thank if you. Chris has a question about what we should, you know, what the next strategic move is, he calls me. If I have a question about anything, like we're in the process of buying a van right now. Um, so like that's like the big thing that we're working on. But there is no um, 
ultimately there is no social media coder. There is no tricking the algorithm. The, the solution to having strong social media presence and a strong following is just putting out good content. You know, it's, it's your video hits at the right place at the right time. Um, and like, I have really like been drawn to guys like, uh, uh, Mike Johnson, who's like a drum educator and he posts a lot of stuff on YouTube and I've heard him do a podcast and he's like, you know, I put that video up and I swore it was the one and it wasn't Yeah, get him tomorrow. Or like, um, um, this dude from Australia, Stan Bicknell is famous for playing like really complicated bass drum patterns with one foot. Um, and oh my God. yeah, it like, like we're talking like, mush, we're talking Meshuggah. We're talking, he's like playing, yeah, like like crazy nonsense yeah. with one foot. And um, he talked about like his burnout from social media and it wasn't because like he didn't love posting videos. It's that like there is a line between making something that you find that either your viewers will enjoy or that you enjoy versus Mm -hmm. making the same stuff over and over and over again. And that's the other part of it. So, um, and I like, I don't know about you guys, but I like my following my favorite musicians on my platforms that I like because they don't post about music. Like, I get get an inside look like um, I'm going back to Carly Rae. You you know, you hop on her story and it's like her family celebrating some niche Canadian holiday. And I'm like, dude, this is so cool. Like, this is a real person that like I admire. Yeah. Um, and it's not just band promos, lyric videos, right. visualizer, uh, blast beats. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. um, I'm a big visualizer guy too. Like I like that stuff, yeah. but like I don't, I don't need an ad at the end of every YouTube video. I don't need, I don't need like all like if I want to follow your band to see that stuff, that's one thing, but I don't want to follow you to see that stuff. I want the insight to you as a person. Um, and I, I think that like empathy is one of the strongest tools right now that we can use as musicians to market directly to other people and just be like, Hey, like we're people who play music. Do you want to come like listen to us play music or see us and then incentivize it based on two things. One, the songs are cool Two, The show is cool. Um, and then from there, like you build, you build the videos or the visualizers or the, the dirty word content, you build the content that goes with it. And sometimes, yeah, you got to post the promo and the album cover and all that stuff. Um, but ultimately there's no cracking the algorithm. Cracking the algorithm is, is putting a banger out and it kept, you know, yeah. people like the song. Yeah, and it's really interesting because so, we had um, Grant Whitson, who on TikTok is OMF Grant, and he does a lot of, like, parody stuff. And then he also does just, like, playing, like, parts on different TikToks. If somebody plays a guitar, somebody plays another, like, the bass. And oh, the stitch, yeah. The drums. The stitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the collabs so, and stitches and we, we had a whole like that, conversation yeah, yeah. about how, like marketing on tiktok has become such like a like an ironic thing because you'll be scrolling and then it'll be like do you like want to support like a musician like blah, 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 i like help me support my dream and like but it's like everybody does that now and it's like um then i think about people like um yeah. we've had the ga- the band games we play on and they had us yeah and I've like the way he recently. does yep. it he exactly like that is. like it, I, it just feels so much more personable and like it is a person on the other side it's not just somebody being like I, I don't want to like specifically say like this this creator but like has a song about a certain vehicle and like like it is now the bit just about the vehicle and it's just like it's so weird like like obviously like like maybe I don't like eye contact but maybe somebody else does so it's like ah I don't know as a the yeah. consumer how to look at this <laughs> yeah so, so the issue is like tiktok is kind of the perfect embodiment of how the music industry works nowadays because people only care about something for so long right like the recent trend i'm seeing is that people are like oh my god hey here's a seven second clip of you know this music video or this song what do you think leave a comment which people will release leave it. a comment yeah exactly <laughs> and it's so interesting because it really does show how long people give you their attention for or what yeah. kind of content people are looking for from an artist because people like you were saying either love the really person personal content or 
or they love the repetitive content, so they hear their favorite part of their favorite song over and over and over and over again. It really does show how differently everyone's brain works and what different parts of the tr- of the brain are triggered by seeing these different forms of content. But again, it only lasts for so long until people move on to the next thing. Like, I, I think a really good example of that musically is a band called The Walters that my little sister has been getting into because they went from being this band that didn't exist for the longest time and because their song just happened to become popular on TikTok, yeah. they signed a Warner record deal. They sold out an entire tour. Like, wow. And it's all because their song was in the spotlight for maybe 0.5 seconds. And now they have, I think I was talking about this literally an hour ago. They have 15 million listeners on Spotify now. The single I Love You So has like like 350 million streams, all because people liked it for the blink of an eye. So, yeah. And I really. The Walters? Yeah, the Walters. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm trying to. Yeah, and I'll be real about this too. I started posting on TikTok little by little and more by more as time goes on because that's just, you know, I feel like that's the next thing to try to get better at. Like if I'm going to be on display for all these people to say, for all of these people to see on like Twitter and Instagram, I might as well do the next thing too if it's just something I can open my phone, snap a little video and call it a the scheme right so like um well i got a great example i love youtube i love youtube i love drum lessons on youtube i love video game donkey on youtube i love cringe comps dude yeah simple flips is the man what's the other guy the lawnmower simulator guy who's hilarious oh we're watching markiplier we watch markiplier yeah yeah dude cracks me up and like um so my other band coffin culture um, strictly for fun. Fortunately, we have uh, a, our guitar player, Joe, is the engineer, and Alex is the videographer. We shoot all the videos ourselves, and we release Coffin Culture episodes that have the songs in them. So it's mm-hmm. like, it, that is what I would want to see from a band that doesn't take itself too seriously, almost like, um, what's, a, what's a band that's really ironic? Bowling for Soup is super ironic about everything, <laughs> yeah. right? They have... Um, yeah, you know uh, uh, a song called Trucker Hat like <laughs> it's awesome you know um, but yeah like all of the videos are kind of hilarious in that way and the one that we most recently released um, was uh, just my car on a green screen in a parking lot and we went on a road trip through uh, some videos of Warp Tour uh, we were chasing the Mars rover uh, like just like these really funny things and it segued into another song where we did like a Scooby-Doo hallway chase scene in my house and it's like that's like that's what I want to see personally right and so that's the you know when I see a band that puts like a cool music video out like I love music videos so that's what I'm going for I also think um Twitch is incredibly awesome and is another way to be extremely personable with your following. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. My Twitch my Twitch streaming career is so close I can taste it. I keep talking about it. I, th- I think it's going to happen. I think I'm going to – I don't even – I have like a draft of like really funny things that I want to do. And then um, – oh, uh, our friend Michelle, she says I should be on TikTok because I would just be the most hilarious – it would just be like m- dumb events from my life. And – I mean, you just follow me on Instagram for that. You know, like, I don't know. I'm just an old guy screaming at clouds. Like, just drop the song. I just want to hear the song. Like, put an album out. Stop doing singles. I don't know. I don't know. Do whatever you want, though. But also do what I want. But still do whatever you want. The whole singles thing, too, is like a whole... I, I didn't realize until probably a month ago about even thinking about the difference between singles, EPs, and albums and, like, the process of, like, th- the thought process of, like, picking and choosing those. So my brain is, like, about that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's a process. Which is, you know, wh- why I did this podcast in the first place is to learn. Yeah, and, mm. you know. yeah. so, like, I said, I was listening to Static Dress before, and I, like, wanted to listen to an album by them, but they only have an EP that is, I think it's, like, six or seven songs, but there's only, like, four real tracks on it, but they have eight singles, mm-hmm. and it's, like you can tell that they were probably like recorded in chunks because but they all have like different mixes and it's like it's it Mm -hmm. it is complicated like how do you determine that what kind of visual goes along with that what kind of press goes along with that that's a lot of work um Uh but also like when you dump that much energy into one thing um you're 
almost, I don't want to say destined, but maybe you're more likely to get like those big results that you're looking for as opposed to like you drop one track from an album and then, um, you know, either that track gets lost to the album or the album gets lost to the track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I th- that was a good mic drop. Yeah. That was a great quote. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the other thing too, and I'll keep this little point short for the sake of... Um, moving on to whatever idea you have for us next like I was saying before a lot of people only give you their attention span for so long which is why I think Mm -hmm. you know most bands and labels and things like that say hey drop single drop the single drop the single drop the single drop the single so that way you know every song off of your EP or your album is heard at some point by that listener so they're already familiar with most of if not your full release already because you dropped it as a single and it was in this playlist you dropped it as a single and it was in this playlist you know yeah, it's music industry is weird. That's it. I'm gonna drop it there. The music industry is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, Chris, I think I think um and and Allie, like, I don't know. You you probably might not know enough about us specifically, but like, I think we've struck a really strong balance with that. With fine for you, and sugar, and there's gonna be a third one. And uh, will you please stay? Which came out, uh, man, what about a year ago? Um, yeah. That will also be on the album too. So we really have four singles and and four four other tracks that, like Chris and I, probably spent a a good collective five hours debating on like what are the singles going to be, what are they going to look like, and and all that good stuff. And I I there was a strong argument for every like I made a very impassioned argument to just drop one song at a time with a music video for each song, but the budget mm. just wasn't there. So yeah. Yeah, I love music. Well, before before we get into the game, um, you kind of already talked about it. What about another seamless transition? Um, what does twenty twenty two look like? What are we getting? What 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 can we expect? What can you tease? Chris, can I go first? Of course you can. I've gone first for most of these. The floor is yours, my friend. <laughs> um, lots and lots of shows not in New Jersey. Um, potential purchase of a vehicle to help expedite that um which is i mean that's critical you know if you want to like get out there on the road and then um we have we have demos already like three i think we have three solid demos four uh, four solid demos and passively about um tracking those um Maybe at the end of July. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, though. We're probably we're probably gonna push it, though. Maybe probably probably end of the year, beginning of next year. But yeah, there's already more music, and um, yeah, uh, cool stuff. Lots of shows. Yeah. So realistically, yeah, we're, we're planning show after show after show. We're planning. We have music videos coming. We have a live session coming. There's a really big. A really big project that we're working on with my dear friend Chris Kunichuk, who does all of our music videos, who's done our live sessions. There's a really big project that we're working on that I'm super proud of, and I'm very excited for everyone to see this project that we've been working on come together as a full piece. And it's something I've never done before. It's, I think, a really cool deep and personal look into the process of who we are as a band how the record came together and everything surrounding the record came together and i don't see maybe i could just not be looking hard enough but i don't see a lot of bands doing like a big documentary style kind of thing um but i'm really excited for people to get a deeper look into who we are as artists and how and why we create the kind of songs and you know the kind of yeah, you- music that we make at the end of the day. So I think that, again, like a lot of shows, lots of new tunes. I'm very excited for everyone to hear the album. I'm very excited for everyone to just see everything that coincides with the album. Yeah, Chris. Hell yeah. You definitely don't see a documentary at, at our level ever. But it's going to be something cool. It's going to be like that artifact that you get to look back on and be like, oh, holy crap. That was that was two years ago already. And then after that, mm-hmm. oh, that was ten years ago. I was thinking about... Like, um, like my band, my first band's like incarnation and we started nine years ago. Like it was crazy. That was, that's a lifetime ago. 
Now I'm feeling old. Big moves, big moves. <laughs> All right, like, yeah, before, not, I don't want to we... feel old right now. I don't feel like feeling old right now, <laughs> Let's dude. Let's play the game. <laughs> All right, he's got his charger. We're good. Let's play some cool. games. Let's play the game. I love the game. Um, so do you guys want to play the game where I make you quick pick a song with a very specific scenario? You just tell me the first song that comes to your head. All right, easy. Scenario. So, cool. Scenario game. Uh, first scenario, it's a beautiful spring weather day. It's perfect, whatever your temperature that looks like for you. For me, it's like a like a warm 60, 67. Um, what song are you picking to set the tone to, you know, get in the car and drive to? Um, I'm picking a song by a guy who I've interviewed on this podcast and I've, I've, I've become friends with. His name's No Disco. It's called In Bloom. It's a very dancey track. I am picking Sister by K-Fly off of the album Solutions. Warm day, like how, like I'm, I'm going low 70s, windows down. We're listening to Number One Fan by Muna. Ooh, nice. Okay. Banger. Okay. That is a banger. All right, so keeping with the warm weather, you are in an amusement park, but it's hot, sweaty, smelly. You're running on no sleep. This vacation's the longest vacation you've ever been on. What song are you pulling the energy out of you with? Um, I'm picking Bounce Back by Big Sean. So are, are we Are we talking like keep the energy moving, like, hey, we're in a good mood, like energy's high? Like energy is the bare minimum. Like you are low, you're exhausted, and you just need to put on a song that just like, all right, we're gonna do it another day, hot and sweaty day. Oh, low energy, the city by the 1975. Ooh, that's a good one. Nothing turns me up like Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. I could be in the I could be in the worst mood, and that song comes on, and I am skipping through the house or the the proverbial amusement park, and I'm stepping on kids to go on the crazy roller coaster because Katy Perry came on and told me to do it. <laughs> I love that answer. Um, and the last one we have is you're on the way home from a terrible date. You're driving the person in their car, and you have the ox. What song are you playing to cut the silence? Um, my go-to is Bleachers, so I would just shuffle um, Bleachers Gone Now. Hold on. I got to find the title okay. of this. Hold on. No, I have a Chris, specific go song first. for so, this. So yeah, wait, you go am first. I, the, I have to find my am title. Am I the passenger or the driver? You're the driver. I'm the driver, so I got my phone hooked up to my Bluetooth. We're we're pulling up yep. to we're pulling up to her house. I'm playing "Take Your Jacket" by Hot Milk. <laughs> I'm playing you know "Ditch" by Safe Face. Yeah, "Ditch" by Safe Face. Straight up, the date didn't go well. You know, think you're not feeling it. "Ditch" by Safe Face. Just you know, as the slap in the face, like, hey, this ain't working out. Sorry, "Ditch" by Safe Face. Easy. Now my second answer is "Blackout" by Turnstile. Oh, yo! yo! Hold on, wait a minute. I love Turnstile with a burning passion, nonstop feeling. One of the greatest albums of all time, and I will Dude, fight someone yeah. to the death on that. It's our generation's BC boys, thousand percent. Yo, yeah. So wait, hold on. I'm gonna add to this. So like before I play okay. "Take Your Jacket," I'm gonna play like the most obnoxious music that I can listen to. We're probably gonna listen to Car Bomb. Um, which is one of the most insane bands ever. And the album is going to be uh, Meta from 2016. And then when we pull up, okay. she's going to be like, that music was kind of mean. And then I'm just going to queue up, <laughs> take your jacket, and then I'm going to sing it to her. Kicks out of the car. I'm going to sing it to her <laughs> as she gets out of the car. And while she's going <laughs> in the house, I'm going to sit there with the windows down. I'm just going to let the whole song play until it's done. You're choosing chaos. Yeah. Let's and go, then. Uh, as I drive chaos. as I drive away, I'm gonna play Automatically in Love by Carly Ray. Let's go. Because I'm automatically in love with leaving this person at their house <laughs> with my windows down. Yeah. <laughs> that was a whole pl- whole whole thing and I love that. Yeah. I, love that. Um, <laughs> I would love to expand all of these scenarios more because I have <laughs> I have all the situational music, I think. Do you have more scenarios? And this is why I'd you're a stand up comedian. One. Oh my god, I can go for another one. I can grab another one. Yeah, might I, as well. I, I don't like... I'm down for one more. Okay. All right. Give me... Bear with me. Bear with me. This is fun. I like this. This yeah. is a good segment. Um, I need at least one more. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. I could have came up with one, but if I come up with one, it's going to be stupid. Oh, wait, there's a... There's one I got one. Go, Allie, go. Do, you like to, uh, do you like to skateboard or longboard? Um, I have no coordination now. Okay. Ride, <laughs> ride a bike, roller skate, rollerblade. Yeah, I can ride a bike. Okay. Uh, you're riding your bike um, on, a, on a nice summer night with your friends. What are you guys bumping on the Bluetooth speaker? 
Um, I'm going Ban Camino. Yeah, with, uh, probably Daphne Blue. Daphne Blue. Okay, yo, hold up, real quick. I teach music lessons, and I have a drum student who's in second grade, and she just learned that song. <gasps> That's so Let's awesome. Go. Yeah, it's a hard song because oh, yeah. all the bass drum hits are on the or the bass drum hit of each phrase is on the end of one. So like for her to get that, mm-hmm. her to get that motion going. Chris, we're longboarding. What are you listening to? <laughs> all right, so we're gonna listen to more the Junker Rock remix by Junkie XL featuring Lauren Rocket off of the Need for Speed Pro Street soundtrack. Awesome, dude. I think we're gonna listen to their only Chasing Safety by Under Oath in its entirety. That's what we're longboarding to. We're having a sad Christian oh, metalcore <laughs> evening. <laughs> Well, now that I found one, you guys are getting another one. All right, let's go. Um, on and me. then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. <laughs> You're stuck in an elevator, and the person you are stuck with has the worst ringtone ever, and it just keeps ringing. They refuse to turn it off, um, and it's your personal hell. What song are you picking? I'm going Dynamite by Tayo Cruz. We're doing Bouquet by Counterparts, because, like, you know... <laughs> I want to be chaotic. I need to get it out of my head. So we're going to listen to something heavy. We're going to listen to Bouquet by Counterparts because I'm pissed. I need something no, to take that anger. No, it's the song that you can't stand. Oh, it's the song you can't stand? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, Wait, God. their ringtone oh, is the so song So I'm not distracting myself there. I'm picking their yeah. ringtone. Oh, I thought I was listening yeah, like, to something to distract song? myself so I didn't hear it. What's the first song that comes it. to your head that would be your personal um, health if you were stuck in an elevator? Oh, you know that shooting star meme that dee, 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 dee. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. That's the ringtone. Yeah. The ringtone is whatever that oh, is. No. Yeah. What was the song? Um, speaking of shooting stars, um, can we pretend airplanes in the night sky? Wait, I love that song. Yeah. So wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and Haley Williams. Hold on. So that's that's the ringtone, but um, Haley Williams' vocals are tuned a half step down. Um, so <laughs> so that the <laughs> the whole song's out of tune. <laughs> that is my personal hell. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> oh, God, that's hard. I'm actually, right. Even one time. <laughs> I'm actually, like, laughing about it in my head right now. No, but I know horrible. that, like, the first time I hear it, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, it's really funny, dude. And then it goes again. I'd be like, dude. Nice. I'd be like, yeah, dude, that's funny, man. And then the third time, I'd be like, I'm going to I'm gonna commit a felony. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I love these scenarios. I, and I love that you didn't put any constraints on my answer so I could say things like that. Anytime, anytime. Well, thank you guys for playing. Um, uh, we have one final question for you guys. Um, musicians and anyone really cannot have the ability to have a platform, either smaller or larger, um, and leave a mark on the world in various ways. What is the mark that you guys want to make as a band? I want to be the musician. I want to be the band for someone that I had growing up when I was a teenager. When... You know, when you're going through rough breakups or rough times trying to figure out who you are as a person or you need some kind of inspiration for your life or just something to comfort you. I want to be what As It Is and The Dangerous Summer and Paramore were for me growing up because I don't think I would be who I am as a person if I didn't have music to support me as I grew up as a human being. So I want to be the inspiration for someone else to just keep moving forward and to find the thing that, you know, keeps them happy in life. That's what I want to be for someone. And if I am that thing for one person, then I feel I have made it as an artist. Um, I, I never really thought about my impact um, in, in that in that way. Um, but I, I guess... Um, I guess I would want to prove that, like, anyone can do it at any time. So, like, you know, you get told your whole life that, oh, you know, I can't be in a band. It's not, you know how often that works? That never works. It's never going to happen. been told, you know, I'm sure, Chris, you've been told the same thing, like, probably since I was 12. They're like, oh, it'll never work. You better have a backup plan. And, like, of I course, do. absolutely. And I, I've done all of the things in between. Like, I've worked all the dead-end jobs. But I think ultimately that, like, I want to be able to prove to other musicians that, like, y- the only thing stopping you is you. And that, like, time and patience and a dedication to our craft is what will ultimately make you successful at any level. It has nothing to do with... It has nothing to do with right place, right time. I mean, yeah, luck helps, whatever. Um, 
but remember that practice and patience supersedes pure talent because the people with practice and patience are the ones who are going to push through. And uh, music never came easy for me, never came naturally. A lot of work went into it. Um, I'm, I mean, I tell a lot of people that I'm out of my three brothers, I'm the one with the music degree, but they're the better musicians. They always have been and they, they always will be. And, and maybe that's just me, you know, uh, imposter syndrome and all that stuff. But yeah, it's never too late to, to find your passion for music, whether it's as a hobbyist or um, someone who wants to do it as a career. Absolutely. Couldn't Hell agree more. Yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Yo, um, fuck well, yeah. do you guys want to plug anything um, before we wrap it up? Um, I want to say thank you for, well, first of all, thank you for having us. It means the world to me that you wanted to give of us course. time today, so thank you for having us. Um, thank you to anyone who has given Highwind a chance, whether that be listening to a song of ours on a streaming service or following our social media or watching a video or just interacting with us on social media or something like that. Thank you for giving us whatever time of day you have given us. Um, if you want to interact with us we have social medias we're on twitter we're on instagram um something right in between is our first album that will be coming out very shortly and i hope that those who do listen to it will find something that they enjoy yeah uh may 6th something right in between uh i mean follow uh what's the twitter what's the twitter dog the twitter is highwind band nj the instagram is highwind nj the tiktok is highwind nj or highwind band nj i can't remember at the moment but it's one of those two (laughs) you'll Um, find it we we have a facebook account but we i never really use it if i'm being completely honest with you that's the one social media i don't care down with facebook um yeah we're on spotify we're on apple we're on we're on Amazon Bandcamp. Music, we're on Tidal, we're on Bandcamp. Anywhere you can listen to music, it is there. So pick yeah, your favorite then, music platform, it is there. Yeah, and then, you know, we have our personal socials, um, if you want them, at HotBun69 on Instagram, at the underscore dance myth, D-A-N-C-E-M-Y-T-H on uh I don't have a personal Twitter. Just follow Highwind Band NJ if you want to hear me talk. I just use yeah, that as dude, my personal. Just, just have a good laugh. Have a good laugh at me tweeting <laughs> about Applebee's and paying too much for drum heads and stuff (laughs) true story did it today (laughs) dan and chris highwind thank you guys so much for joining us today thank you for having us it means the world ali you're a legend